Hey everyone and welcome back to I've Been Thinking. So I definitely have spent a bit of a noodle thinking about what it means to be an artist, specifically what does being a creative feel like? And I know that that sounds weird, but I've been trying to find language to articulate what it actually feels like in your mind and in your soul and in your body to be a creative And I stumbled upon this really great quote um, from the late Maya Angelou, where she says, creativity or talent, like electricity, is something I don't understand, but something I'm able to harness and use. And while electricity remains a mystery, I know I can plug into it and light up a cathedral or a synagogue or an operating room and use it to help save a life. Or I can use it to electrocute someone. Like electricity, creativity makes no judgment. I can use it productively or destructively. The important thing is to use it. You can't use up creativity. The more you use it, the more you have. Well, I definitely feel lucky because I am surrounded by a lovely tribe of artists and creatives. You know, I consider myself to be someone who has dabbled in a lot of artistic mediums, everything from how I would identify myself as an actress, a singer, and a writer. Um, But then also having lovely friends who are photographers, um, musicians, um, sculptors, painters. It's a wonderful thing to be surrounded by so many different types of artists. And I have to say, hanging out with creatives, we're a fun little group to, to hang out with, if I do say so myself. I was um, I was reading this book called Creativity, Flow and the Psychology of Discovery and Invention. And it's a wonderful book, and it sort of delves deeper into the psychology behind creativity. What does that look like? And, and, and sort of an explanation about the people that make up a creative sort of community. And in it, it was talking about different types of creativity, and I found this super interesting. There are four different types, and one was called mini-C creativity, and this typically involves personally meaningful ideas and insights that are known only to the self. And then there was little c, creativity, which involves mostly everyday thinking and problem solving. This type of creativity helps people solve everyday problems they face and adapt to changing environments. Then there's pro c, creativity, which takes place among professionals who are skilled and creative in their respective fields. So these individuals are creative by vocation or profession, um, but do not achieve eminence from their work. And then big C creativity involves creating works and ideas that are considered great in a particular field. This type of creativity leads to eminence and acclaim and often leads to world-changing creations such as medical innovations or or technological advances or artistic achievements. And when I was really delving through all of those different types of creativity, and keep in mind that this is framed by this book, it really highlighted something that I found to be so true, and it actually helped me put some language around it, which is that fundamentally, I have always believed that every single person is creative. 
You know, we tend to spotlight the big and showy aspects of creativity. You know, if you're a singer or if you're a dancer or if you're a sculptor or a painter, you get labeled creative or uh, labeled an artist. But truly, everyone is creative. I think it's in, in sort of ingrained in our DNA. We look for ways to solve our problems in our everyday life. That's falling into that little C creativity that I mentioned before. And then you have people who by choice um, or by vocation or by career path have really harnessed their creativity so that they can not just find value for themselves and to express their inner creativity, but also to make an impact in the world around you. But when I was thinking about how to articulate what it feels like, you know, what does it feel like to be creative? Because I've really been trying to dig in deeper into that creative burst, that creative energy, it's so hard to articulate, but I know that every artist um, that I know personally, um, and when you look or read into the lives of, you know, well-known artists, it's sort of delving into that idea of the process, the creative process, is something that I've been looking into for a fair amount of time, primarily because I would say that for me, what I love most about being a creative is the collaborative part of it. I actually am someone who is very um, interested in the process of creating something new. I love, you know, when you're hired for a role or when you um, when you take on a project. I love that process of taking that new script and breaking it apart and sitting down with your fellow actors and really exploring these characters and how they butt up against each other and the nuances of of the story. I love that part of the process. I think it's the reason why my first love is always stage work because there's this possibility to again and again delve into the creation of those moments. Um, But then when you think about what it takes to be creative, and I mean that by path, right? Like not just sort of this innate creativity that's inherent to all people, sort of what we talked about before. But when you're talking about the creative mind or the creative person, I think there are three things. And this book talks about this about energy. And I don't mean that in sort of, you know, this, (laughs) this sort of large scale concept. It's just that to be creative takes a ton of energy. There's everything within you, both physically and mentally, has to align in order to bring fruition to the idea or to the concept that you have. And one of the things that I have found really frustrating being a creative, specifically when I've been working in a creative role in a non-creative space. So this is, you know, I would say that this is especially pertinent to like graphic designers who are working within a tech company or, you know, um, copywriters or, or, or art directors. These are people who are working creatively, but not always in a creative space. There's a ton of energy that is spent ideating around your concept or your project or your idea. And that quiet thinking, that quiet reflection to an outside person who's very um, centered on metrics and numbers and, and 
you know, sort of like meeting the benchmarks, it can seem counterproductive. I know that's something that I encountered working in a particular environment that was very much so focused on metrics. And they could not, because they could not draw a map between ideating, um, you know, behind the scenes, reflecting process, um, sort of coming up, conceptualizing projects or, or brand pitches, et cetera, it seemed like wasted time, right? It was hard for them to, to really understand the return on investment for having their team, you know, having the creative team go to an offsite so that they can have time to sort of reflect as a team. Um, the other thing that I think is really key about um, artists and creative people is that intelligence plays such a critical role in creativity. Um, The idea that someone has the ability to look at something in a fresh way, to look at something um, in an innovative way, and not just looking at things from a fresh perspective or from a new perspective, but having the intelligence to understand how to map between where their idea is living in their head into the voided space where that idea needs to live. And that takes an extreme amount of intellect. And it's probably not something that can be mapped or, or assessed in the way that you would assess IQ or any other sort of like hard, um, hard sort of skill set. But the ability to be a smart person and then map that to your creative intentions, I think is probably the foundation of all of the great creative works that we've ever seen. The other big thing about being a creative, and I think we don't get enough credit for this, is that creatives have a ton of discipline. You know, we get sort of painted as being sort of, you know, ostensibly you know, loosey-goosey and sort of like airy and sort of flighty. And I, like, I admit, I'm going to be honest, we carry, <laughs> we, we've probably earned some of those adjectives, honestly, but truly to be a creative, you have to have an extreme amount of discipline. If you have never taken a concept from the theater, from the theoretical into the actual, you have no idea how much discipline it takes to do that. You have no idea, especially the times that I've, you know, dedicated myself to writing something, whether that's writing my book or whether that was writing um, a a short play or or, um, a script, that process takes an extreme amount of focus to be able to pull and extrapolate out of your mind all of the ideas and the thoughts and the concepts and to dedicate that to paper takes an extreme amount of focus. And yes, sometimes that package comes wrapped up in this sort of um, a, a seemingly flighty personality, but I think that's something that we don't give creative credit for, their ability to really um, focus in and, and actually dedicate themselves to, to turning something that was theoretical into something that's actual. And While I'm saying this, I'm reminded of this wonderful conversation that I had a few years ago. I was invited to speak to a group of young artists, and I remember one of the things that I really wanted to get across to them is that you have to be comfortable as an artist living in this seemingly weird space between um, 
complete and total conviction in your ideas, in your skills, and what you have to offer, and this unbelievably ever-present feeling of unknowing, right? And those things seem mutually exclusive, but they're not. As an artist, you live in that space all the time. And the truth of the matter is, it takes a tremendous amount of audacity to be an artist, There is something about you that has the audacity to believe that your words matter enough that they should be written down and put out into the world. There is something about you that has the audacity to believe that your gifts and your talents should be shared with the world. Now, maybe that's audacity. Maybe it's a little bit of naivete, but somewhere in the middle of that, Artists have this uncanny ability to say, no, my thoughts are worth putting out into the world. My heart is worth putting out into the world. And so creative people are fun and lighthearted and and definitely are able to bring excitement into um, an environment. But one of their major traits is perseverance. Like when you work on a project with a creative we can be extremely determined and extremely dogged. I mean, I know for a fact, I raise my hand proudly to say that when I am focused on a project, especially a creative project, I have no problem staying up all night, multiple nights, working days at a time until I am satisfied with the work that I'm putting out into the world. Um, And so that's something that you should really think about when you're dealing with an artist or with a creative. They... Because you're putting your heart into your work, there's, uh, it's, it's very difficult to separate yourself from the process. And that can be both a good or a bad thing. But I will say that when you work with an artist, you can almost assuredly get a wonderful sense of excitement around a project. I often call myself the cheerleader. I believe powerfully in cheering on my team. You know, another thing that I think is so interesting about creatives, talking about sort of being cheerleaders and and bringing, being sort of the life of the party, the one thing that I will say, and I I don't know if I came up with this term, I feel like it's my term, (laughs) which it probably isn't, but like, I'm going to take credit for it. I call myself a selective extrovert, right? Like a lot of people consider me to be a people person. And I am, you know, I am someone who I, you're never going to find me sort of sitting on the sidelines of the human experience. If I'm at a group retreat, if I'm in um, an acting class, if I'm, you know, any sort of group dynamic, I am fully invested in it. And so because of that, I've been labeled as an extrovert. But the truth of the matter is, is the polar opposite that opposite of that being an introvert is also very much so a true part of my personality. You know, I say that I'm a selective extrovert because I can be extroverted in very um, specific circumstances. But the truth of the matter is, is my natural default when I'm not in those environments is to be to be sort of siloed and, and sort of away and unto myself. 
I have sort of articulated that as a way to balance the energy that's necessary to give my all in those circumstances. And so I can be gregarious and I can be sociable, but I can also be, you know, a quiet personality, a quiet force. I can even be a little reticent to take center stage um, when it comes to, you know, a meeting or a pitch or anything like that. So I think that sometimes we have to be careful about labeling creatives as these sort of like extroverted all the time types of personalities and going back to the idea of what does creativity feel like for me it feels like balancing those two parts of my personality because I believe they both serve my art the introverted part of me is constantly um, internalizing and assessing how I feel about a thing right you know, I consider myself to be a, a people watcher. It's one of my favorite activities. But alongside of that, watching people is really this internal assessment that I'm constantly um, thinking to myself and, and, and measuring how I feel about this topic. How do I feel about this work? I just read this. What does that mean to me? How is that sitting in my body and in my mind and in my soul? Um, and, and I use those times to really balance the parts of me that are extremely gregarious, wanting to rally everyone in, wanting to bring people in. And so for me, that feels like a balancing act. And quite candidly, I don't always get it right. But I do feel that it's probably more common than we think, right? I would have to assume that there are most people who are trying to balance these very different, seemingly disparate parts of their personalities. Um, and I would say that that's, that's something that I struggle with on, on sometimes a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes on a minute-to-minute -minute basis, quite honestly. Um, and it's the reason why I am so possessive about my quiet space, um, no matter if I'm at home, in my apartment, if I go away, t I tend to vacation in places that aren't like jam-packed, action-filled locations. I tend to want to seek out quiet spaces and quiet places where I can sit with my thoughts, sit with myself. It helps me generate new ideas. It helps me get re-inspired. Re um, and so, yeah, I think that that's um, those are the parts of my personality that make up who I am as an artist. And I would hazard to guess that that's true for a lot of people. Um, you know, one of the things that I would say being an artist feels like, or at least um, is probably part and parcel of being a creative, um, is being sensitive. And I, and I want to say, I want to, I want to clarify, I don't mean sensitive as in like, you'll cry at the drop of a hat or, you know, you can't take um, constructive criticism, but I, I believe fundamentally what makes an artist an artist is their openness, right? Um, their openness to new ideas, their openness to new experiences, their openness to both joy and pain, you know, coming up with new ideas and taking the risk to put those ideas out into the world, you open yourself up to criticism. Um, <laughs> quite frankly, you open yourself up to rejection on a seemingly regular basis. And I remember sitting in a class, an acting class, and the acting teacher, he, he said this in a way that it wasn't 
a, a revolutionary statement, but he just said it so so baldly that it really sat with me. And he was talking about the fact that auditioning is weird, right? Like every single day, multiple times a day, especially when you're in the thick of like audition season, you know, the top of the year where you're spending a full, you know, month to two months auditioning multiple times a day, if you're in the thick of it, it's just weird. Like, There's probably no other profession outside of these creative ones. You could liken this, you know, actors, dancers, singers, models definitely go through this, where you are literally opening yourself up to criticism and rejection every single day. Every single day, you are asking people to judge you and assess you, and not just parts of you. Literally every single thing about you is up for assessment. The way you look, how tall you are, how your body shapes, how you sound, how you speak, how you look at me, how you don't look at me. Did you hit that note? Did you carry that note? Was there power behind that note? For our dancers, did you hit that mark? Did you hit that turn? Like it's it's constant and it's incessant and it's not natural, right? Like it's not a natural thing to invite people to um, score you and assess you that regularly, but it's part of it. And because artists and creatives are so open, you tend to carry that stuff with you. It's the reason why in that same acting class, I remember the teacher saying, he was like, you know, there's this misnomer that being an actor means that you have to go to every single audition. Like that's what means that you're serious about your craft. And he was like, no, it's okay to balance the health of your soul and the health of your mind by saying, if I go to this other audition after having gone through five auditions in the past couple of days, is that going to deplete me in a way that I'm not going to be able to bring joy to my craft? And if you can answer that honestly and say that maybe it's not the best thing for me to do to hit every single audition, then do that because you need to be able to balance these experiences, these very unnatural experiences with some semblance of normalcy. It's the reason why I remember a casting director saying, he was like, the people who survive in this field are the people who have things going on outside of it, right? The people who are able to, um, sustain themselves through a long career as an actor, as a performer, are people who build full lives outside of it. It's the reason why I love the work that I do outside of my acting and performing. I feel so lucky that I've been able to find sort of my quote day job as something that also enables me to use my creativity. So I feel like I'm being creative all the time, but I don't feel as though I'm I'm in the thick of being an actor every single moment of every single day. But that openness, you know, as a trait, it sort of aligns itself with people who um, are very much so in touch with their imagination. They're very much so in touch with being insightful and people who have high levels of openness. I was reading this online the other day. They tend to be people who are extremely creative. They're open to trying new things. They love tackling new challenges um, and they love abstractness, right? I definitely 
felt an affinity to that. I am someone who has found success in my non-acting career as being someone who's able to take abstract concepts and create um, create ways to have a narrative around that, to have um, a creative vision around that so that it better supports business goals um, for the companies that I work for um, or the companies that I consult with. And so I really have been thinking about, you know, when you say to yourself, I'm an artist, right? Like labels matter. (laughs) And the things that you answer to tell you a lot about how you see yourself. And I remember I went through this phase a couple of years ago. I was like, is it obnoxious to have this many slashes behind how you label yourself, right? Is it obnoxious to say, I'm an actor, singer, writer, director? I mean, I don't know what the answer is to that. It felt, the the headspace that I was in at the time was like, it feels a little obnoxious. But then I was like, but then how do I adequately convey the fact that I'm an actress? Yes, and I love that. That's a part of who I am. I love the ability to embody the words of a writer. But I'm also a singer. And and if you know anything about my history, I started off as a singer. I've been singing um, literally since I was a kid all over the world. I've been performing all over the world since I was a kid. So like, I want that, that feels like a part of me. So like, I want to add that slash in there. I'm also a writer. You know, not just having written a couple of books, but, you know, my blog or writing professionally. Um, I I definitely want to add that that in there. And then I'm also a producer and a director. I've directed several pieces. I love being a producer. Something I discovered sort of late in my career. Well, not late, but it's been a recent discovery. And I love being a producer as well. Quite frankly, I think that if you're going to have any longevity in this business, you will inevitably have to take on the hat of producer and director, especially if you're an artist or a creative that sort of checks another box, especially, you know, if you're an actor of color or you're an actor of a certain age or you're a performer from a certain region or you have socioeconomic constraints. If if you check any of those boxes, I guarantee you at some point you will be a producer and a director because you want to see yourself working and you want to see your vision come to pass. And that means that you're going to have to do it yourself. So it's in fact, one of the takeaways that I had from my from my um, university graduation, I attended New York University, graduated from Tisch School of the Arts, and Ang Lee spake, um, spoke at our graduation. And I remember him saying, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it verbatim, but to paraphrase, he basically said, you will have to create your own work. Like, you should be committed to creating your own work. It's the only way that you're going to have um, any sort of longevity in your career. And I really took that to heart. It's something that I um, am really proud of. It's not easy. Um, and going back to this idea of what does it feel like, it feels really difficult and it's super scary. There is some um, sense of comfort when you're an actor of stepping into a predetermined work, right? Like you go into an audition and the script's already been written and the director's going to handle the vision and the producer's going to make sure that logistically everything, you know, goes according to plan and, and you have the luxury of just embodying the role, But when you're doing that and you're directing and you're producing and you're building a team, it's a scary place and it can be overwhelming, super rewarding, but definitely painful in the process. So I don't know. 
I'm, I'm still, I'm still wrestling over how to articulate what it means to, to be a creative, to be an artist. What does that, what does that feel like? I, I think if I were to pare it down simply, it feels authentic to who I am. I don't know any other way to describe myself other than an artist. I don't know any other word that seems to fit um, the way I see the world and the way I filter information from the world. I um, I am someone who is... Uh, passionately in love with the human experience. Part of why I love being an actress is because I believe that there is power in showing both the monumental and the minutiae of the human experience, that there's beauty in all of it. I love exploring the tension between a moment. Why did this character make this choice in this moment? What was leading up to that? Um, And I consider it to be uh, an honor to to be trusted with the words of a writer, to occupy a stage with other artists, to bring to life someone's ideas. I, as a writer, I know how painful that process can be. So I I take it as a great privilege to embody that for someone else. I would love to hear from some of my fellow artists and creatives, whether you're a graphic designer or an art director or a painter or a sculptor or a dancer or a singer or an actor. I would love to hear from you. What does it feel like to you to be an artist? What is that? What is that creative energy feel like living in your body? Feel free to reach out to me and and share your ideas, and I'd love to share it um, the next time I'm I'm on here discussing our next topic. I hope that you found some value in what I brought to you today, and I hope it causes you to think. I hope it causes you to muddle over some of those ideas. I've been thinking about a lot of things, and I love it when I have the opportunity to share it with you. Thank you so much for listening. I consider it a privilege for you to give me your ears, your mind, and your time, and I'll talk with you soon. Bye.